From KCLU, this is The 101, a podcast where we journey up and down Highway 101 along California's central and south coasts, sharing discovery stories and conversations from Simi Valley to Santa Barbara to San Luis Obispo and beyond. I'm your host, Michelle Loxton. It's season four, a season about consequences. In the decades to come, the share of elderly people in Ventura County is going to expand tremendously. By the year 2060, the number of seniors over the age of 85 will have quadrupled. It's been called the silver tsunami. So it's this wave of aging, if you will, and we're at a time in history where we've got advanced medical care, so people are living longer, sometimes longer sicker. The silver tsunami is a national trend, particularly reflected locally, and has already begun to arrive. In the last episode, part of this two-part series, we learned some seniors are okay. And I figure for my age, I'm doing pretty pretty good, <laughs> you know? And uh, after looking around here and seeing the way people are, you know, I'm happy. But for others, it hasn't been easy. With living longer, more people are being diagnosed with dementia or Alzheimer's. And for the family members who are now more and more having to step up to be caregivers to their aging loved one, the burden is tremendous. I want my husband back. I want him to be able to drive. I frankly, I don't want to, I don't like dealing with any of this and I'm very honest about it. Those studying this challenge say it requires systemic policy changes at both a local and federal level. Getting old is privilege, but living with dignity is a right. In this episode of The 101, part two of the silver tsunami and those trying to do something about the consequences. From an Iraq war cover-up to towns ravaged by opioids to the roots of our modern immigration crisis, Embedded explores what's been sealed off and undisclosed. NPR's original investigative podcast reveals why these stories and the people behind them matter. Listen to the Embedded podcast only from NPR. This is The 101. I'm Michelle Loxton. Before we start... If you haven't already, I encourage you to listen to part one in this two-part series first. It's the episode right before this one. In this episode today, we're going to do a deep dive into resources. Think of it as your resource-rich guide to the silver tsunami in Ventura County. And the first thing to do when compiling resources and trying to understand the silver or gray tsunami a bit better is to look into the data behind it. Some people call it gray tsunami, which means that it's coming fast without you knowing it. That's a good metaphor for it. This is Professor Jamshid Damui, the director of the economics program at California Lutheran University, where he also directs their Center for Economics and Social Issues. By the way, California Lutheran University is the licensee of KCLU. Damui is quite familiar with the Ventura County community, having taught at the university for 35 years. He likes to describe his work and teachings as 
economics with a human face. In 2020, he wrote a massive 134-page report about Ventura County called The Future of Caregiving for an Aging Population. In the report, one key thing we learn is that in the decades to come, the amount of young people is going to decrease while the amount of elderly people is going to balloon. People are living longer. The baby boomer generation is reaching retirement on mass and the days of the big families of 6, 7 or 8 plus kids they are a thing of the past but we're going to really see amazing changes so like 38 years from now the growth in the children age 0 to 15 is going to go down by 13% the number of people who are 85 and plus going to go up by 300% That's a quadrupling of older seniors by 2060. To really paint the picture of the situation, Demui says for every two children, there will be one person over the age of 85. That's a really sea change from now to then. And with old age, the occurrence of Alzheimer's increases. So if you look at the number of Alzheimer people in the United States in 2020, We had about 5.8 million of them. If you really look at 2050, mid-century, we have 13.8 of Alzheimer. That's more than a doubling in 30 years. And because the share of elderly people in Ventura County is larger than the national average, that changes even quicker here. The number of seniors with Alzheimer's disease in Ventura County is projected to more than double over the next 17 years. And as you age and especially if you have dementia or Alzheimer's, you're going to need some kind of caregiving. Some seniors are able to hire healthcare workers to care for them in their homes, something known as aging in place. Some will go to assisted living facilities or nursing homes. But as I laid out in the previous episode, that can be expensive or unavailable. And so many family members, often spouses and children, are forced to become caregivers. And in the future, the number of those available caregivers is going to decrease. Dumuy's research says right now, for every person aged 80 plus, there are about 6.5 caregivers available. By 2060, that number drops to just two. What that means, it means that we have to think about how we're going to take care of ourselves. Getting old is privilege, but living with dignity is a right. Looking at age, the biggest share of caregivers, a third, are in the 50 to 64-year-old category. In many cases, the spouses. The next biggest share at a quarter of all caregivers is 18 to 34-year-olds, probably the children. And caregiver work of this kind is unpaid. Demui estimates all the unpaid hours caregivers worked across the US last year were valued at a minimum of $264 billion. What we learned in the last episode is that free caregiving is not easy. The work and burden is so tremendous, caregivers, often women, are forced to leave the workforce. That means they stop earning and investing in their own future and they stop contributing to the economy. 
So if you're looking at this number, the working people are shrinking, the savings will also fall proportionally. When the savings fall, investment potential will fall. So the change of the demography is about taking care of people who need care. It's also about taking care of the economy and the needs of the economy. We've talked a lot about the financial and practical implications of the silver tsunami. Professor Demui also has data on the emotional impacts. In the last episode, we heard from caregivers who are doing a great job and for the most part are coping. But not everyone feels that way. His report describes the spectrum of emotions caregivers feel about looking after a loved one. Things like anxiety, tiredness, sadness, isolation, resentment, but also pride, sympathy, and a sense of accomplishment. Look at these emotions, positive emotions, negative emotions. If you put them together, this is the, the kind of psychic state of the caregivers. So what does Dumui believe needs to happen to prepare for this tsunami? First, he says we need to change the way we think about this type of care. Nobody really questioned that, how do you take care of your children? Do you want to take care of your children? Should we help you to take care of your children? Do we ask that questions about, you know, how do you take care of your granddad or your parents? We don't. We have to change that mentality, really. We have to think about caregiving, particularly when a population is getting old, as a part of the need of the society. A change in mindset means legislators would probably need to relook at wages paid to unionized healthcare workers and spending on public entitlement funds like Social Security or Medicare. You know, welfare state that we have to relook at, union, labor wages. We have to get ourselves to be serving a population that will have different set of needs. And he says it's not just about what politicians can do. I would really put more emphasis on awareness, building community, activism, and really expecting change to happen and stand for it and bring it into election and other things. Vote for those who really follow your ideas for better society, and I think those will really help quite a lot. So are our local politicians who represent us at a federal level thinking about this issue? I started with Democratic Congresswoman Julia Brownlee. She represents virtually all of Ventura County and many of the people and places I visited for this series. But her office said she was not available to comment on this issue. Okay. Luckily, Congressman Salud Carbajal was happy to chat over Zoom from his office in Washington, D.C. Carbajal, also a Democrat, represents all of Santa Barbara County and parts of Ventura and San Luis Obispo counties. He says he's been aware of this issue since his days as a county supervisor. Over six years ago, I put together a, a senior symposium that we dubbed the Silver Tsunami. What became abundantly clear back then is that we invest for various challenges and needs in our country. But the one area that clearly was disadvantaged in our attention especially when it came to resources, 
were the resources that go to address the needs of our seniors. Kabahol has served in Congress since 2017. He says he has friends who are caregivers to their elderly loved ones. Plus, he's thinking about this for himself. I, within the next seven years, will be 65. And so I fully understand this phenomenon and what it means even personally. If you look at uh, those in California over the age of 80, the population is such of those individuals that it would be as big as the state of Delaware. Okay, so we've talked a lot about the problem, the silver tsunami. For the rest of this episode, I'm going to focus on what's being done about it. I talked in depth with Carbajal about what he's doing to address the silver tsunami. And I put his solutions into one of three categories. Number one, the winds. Number two, we tried to do this, but it didn't work. And category number three, the wish list. Let's start with category number one, the winds. Recent legislation Carbajal points to is the passing of the Inflation Reduction Act, the massive climate, health care and tax bill that President Biden signed into law last August. Carbajal gave me a few examples of how that legislation helps seniors. We passed the Inflation Reduction Act that capped medical expenses for seniors, prescription drugs, no more than $2,000 a year. Before it could have been five, ten thousand dollars $10,000. That goes into effect in 2025. We also enabled Medicare to negotiate with drug companies to bring down prescription drug prices uh, for our seniors. That includes the price of insulin being capped at $35 a month for Medicare recipients, which went into effect this year. The Inflation Reduction Act also, as the name suggests, is aimed at lowering the deficit and helping bring inflation under control, which is a big concern for seniors on a fixed income. Let's now move to Category 2. We tried to do this, but it didn't work. And by it didn't work, I mean Republicans and some Democrats on Capitol Hill weren't on board, and so compromise was required. How? Well, the Inflation Reduction Act was called something else originally, the Build Back Better Act. Through negotiations, it lost its name and many of the initiatives Democrats wanted to get passed, initiatives that would have directly affected what we are talking about today. The Build Back Better Act really addressed this issue head on. It boosted compensation for home care workers and child care workers. It expanded access for affordable homes, for community-based services, and it created national paid family leave program to ensure more caregiving. That would have helped many families who find themselves in a position where they need to take time off to care for a loved one, a parent, for example. Republicans were opposed to the idea of the bill early on. Republican Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell said the proposal, quote, may actually be a Trojan horse for massive tax hikes and other job-killing left-wing policies, end quote. And even as the Build Back Better bill took shape and throughout negotiations, budget-conscious Republicans said it was just too big and expensive. Let's move now to Category 3, the wish list. 
and stick with me on this. Wish lists can be long, and this one is no exception. Salud Carbajal is backing a number of initiatives. Things like the Social Security 2100 bill, which would enhance benefits by making people who earn more pay more into the program. Some individuals are not paying their fair share into our social security system to make sure we shore it up. He wants to do the same with Medicare. We also need to make sure that we are having individuals who make over $400,000 contribute more towards uh, our Medicare system so that we could continue to shore up our Medicare system. Carbajal also signed onto a bill called Housing for All, which would have provisions for helping the elderly get housing. He thinks there should be tax credits for the unpaid work of caregiving, and he believes immigration could help solve the shortage of healthcare workers. Somebody might say, well, what does immigration have to do with uh, seniors in the silver tsunami? Well, we know that many immigrant groups fill many of these important jobs of caregiving, nurses, assistants. And so we need to enhance immigration reform so that we could provide a broader workforce to address caregiving. But all these bills remain stalled right now on many of Democrats' wish lists. In a bitterly divided Congress, there's little hope of getting them passed in the near term. Remember, immigration reform has been talked about for years, and risks to Social Security and Medicare get brought up every couple of years. So when it comes to addressing the silver tsunami at a national level, there have been a few wins. There were things that were tried, and there are a lot of other things that are pretty much pie in the sky right now. So while Salute Carbajal is in Washington, who's working on this issue in Ventura County? Well, now is time for some definite wins. You can take out your notepad now as we're getting into the resource-rich section of this episode. And I'm, I'm just kidding about the notepad. At the end of this episode, I'll tell you where you can find a text version of this episode with all the links to all the resources. There is a local authority called the Ventura County Area Agency on Aging, or VCAAA. Monique Nolan is the deputy director. She likes to describe their work this way. We're a no wrong door. So that means no matter how you darken our doorstep, we're going to provide these supportive services to wrap around you. Nolan says they are the focal point for aging in the community, focusing on caregivers and care receivers, as she calls them. The agency created a master plan for aging last year, something mandated by the state and is a first of its kind locally. It's just like those master plans that cities or counties create for infrastructure, for example. The plan's goals, which they aim to achieve over 10 years, include things like creating more housing options, making transportation more accessible and the community more walkable. Also, closing the digital divide and finding opportunities for flexible work if seniors still can and want to. And how we did that is it, it was really an organic process. We had community conversations. We got feedback from the public. We got feedback from our advisory council members. And we developed these goals so that we could make sure that we're addressing, gosh, for instance, housing for all ages and stages, healthcare, health reimagine, inclusion and equity. So if you're a senior and you want to know how the agency can help you, what would that process look like? 
Well, a lot of the time it starts with a phone call to their hotline. You make a phone call, and a lot of times people are not even sure. They're like, "Um, hi, you know, I just want to see what kind of resources are available for an older adult." And then begins this short-term case management discussion or like assessment of what you need. Some people don't know what they don't know. BC AAA offers a variety of free programs. Some you have to qualify for, but others are for all seniors. They can help with things like where you can get a meal, get legal assistance, or help with transport to the doctor. People don't realize we can provide two many rides per month to the doctor, anywhere from Santa Barbara to Los Angeles. We wait for you and we take you back home. And we provide dial a ride and bus tickets for you to get around the county. Counselors can talk you through your health insurance and Medicare because we all know that's pretty confusing. While they have you on the phone, Nolan says they'll often see what else they can help you with. You're calling for help with Medicare, and then in the course of the conversation, we find out that you need help with food so we can connect you to food resources. We find out you need some home modifications so we can connect you there. That program includes installing grab bars and other things that make it safer for frail seniors to age at home. There is also a program for low-income seniors who need help cleaning their home. There's their fall prevention program, where seniors learn how to improve mobility and balance. They have Tai Chi and chair-based exercise classes that take place over 6 to 12 weeks. And really, sometimes it's just about convincing seniors to take the help. Sometimes older adults, uh, I will get the pushback, well, I don't need a handout. I've never taken anything from the government. I don't want to start now. But I tell them these are benefits that you're entitled to. Um, We have older American funds to to pay for these services. That's why we're here. We're the advocates for older adults. Most of the time, how these seniors end up getting the help they need is through their caregiver, the many spouses, children and family members doing this work. VCAAA has resources there as well. The most impactful program that we have for caregivers is really the Caregiver Resource Center. I can't speak highly enough about all of those services. It's like one-stop shop. There are three brick-and-mortar caregiver resource centers in the county. At Senior Concerns in Thousand Oaks, where we visited in the previous episode, at the Camarillo Healthcare District, and at La Buena Vida in the Santa Clara Valley, which focuses on monolingual Spanish speakers. Caregivers today have been called the sandwich generation, you know, because they are often caring for children and their parents. Nolan adds to that metaphor and calls them the panini generation because of how pressed the caregivers feel. If you're the primary caregiver and the only caregiver, it may be challenging for you to leave that loved one who maybe have dementia. You don't want to leave them at home alone, but you still have to do the grocery shopping. You still have to go pay bills. So we can provide respite care so that that individual can go out and, and run their errands or maybe just have a little time to themselves. There are some really amazing success stories. Monique Nolan shares a story about a 100-year-old resident from Santa Paula being cared for by her 64-year-old daughter who reached out for help. She enrolled in our Family Caregiver Resource Center in early 2021. She began her journey with us by using the respite offered and allowing the program to install grab bars. And later in um, 2021, our program measured her for risk of being a caregiver burn uh, caregiver burnout, her risk as being 
really high. And it was um, through the Family Caregiver Resource Center, we were also able to connect her with our depression program. She was able to attend the fall prevention program classes and shared what she learned with her mother, which is the care receiver. I mean, 100 year old and the mom's going strong. I'm sure this episode, part of this two-part series on aging, will leave many people thinking about their own aging future or who will be their caregiver. I definitely am. Remember Professor Jamshid Damui from the beginning of the episode? I asked him if he's thinking about it. Quite honestly, when it comes to um, family, all I have as much dilemma or questions as anybody can have because you... um, you know, you don't want to be a burden, you know, for children. I don't really have two children, just have one child. Obviously, you know, your spouse is very important. But financially, I think I will probably be more focused. Emotional other parts are things that you depends, you know, how you live your life, how you build your relationship, how people, you know, are attached or like you or don't like you. Those are very individual things. But I try to really have a, a family or the group of uh, supporting friends. But who knows? to kclu.org slash podcast to find links to all the data and programs I mentioned in this episode. At kclu.org slash podcast, search for today's episode and in the description, you'll see the digital version mentioned. That's where you'll find all the resources. The number for the Ventura County Area Agency on Aging is 805-477-7300. Their website is vc.aa.org. And if you haven't already, I encourage you to listen to the previous episode where you'll hear about the experiences of seniors and caregivers in our community. The 101 is produced by KCLU Public Radio. We are NPR for the California coast and part of the NPR Podcast Network. This episode is edited by Elisa Barber. I'm Michelle Luxton, the host and creator of the 101. If you have an idea or a story for one of our next episodes, email me at podcast at kclu.org. If you enjoyed this podcast, tell a friend about it today and don't forget to subscribe. I'd also love it if you'd rate or review our podcast. That helps others find our podcast. This is the 101. Thanks for listening.